0: All right, man, it's Thanksgiving week. Thursday is uh, Thanksgiving, you know. You'll be around family and friends, ham, turkey, macaroni and cheese, yams, whatever you want to call it, collard green, mustard, whatever. So tell me, man, tell me, Eddie, too rich. What are you thankful for, man? What are you thankful for?
1: Man, I go on and on about this, man. I'm thankful for... Obviously sports. I mean, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for sports. Uh, I'll definitely say uh, my support system for sure. Everybody that's, you know, been riding with me, tailing us whenever we didn't have no following. Now, you know, we're a growing business and everybody's looking at our picks and following them. So... I mean, I'm just thankful for the support system and I'm thankful for all the listeners and you know, subscribers for sure. And I'm thankful for you know, I'm just thankful for I'm thankful for my dog. I mean, I just got a new dog, so I'm happy about it. Shout out Barkley. And you know, I mean, that's it. What about you, man?
0: Man, I'm I'm really just thankful to just be able to wake up every morning and be able to you know, to do a podcast 'cause, you know, I, you know, uh podcasts are fun. I love talking about sports um i'm thankful for my support system as well because without their support you know i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be propelling forward you know so you always got to have some type of support system wherever you go you can't do stuff alone and i'm just and i'm really just thankful for like health really you know COVID's still around new variants are still around so hey I'm happy for health as well. I'm happy that my friends are healthy and my family as well. So, yeah, with that being said, hey guys, welcome to the Money Man Predictions Podcast, where money is made every podcast. We have your two hosts once again. We are back at it, Eddie to Rich Yo. and me, your boy JD Wolf. We are going to talk about a week 11 that was really sheisty it was real sheisty no poop but look we're also gonna touch on these higher highs and we're gonna touch on these lower lows you know those are gonna be the segments today and then we're gonna wrap it up with a nice little thanksgiving pick for your nfl slate so yeah let's get started uh eddie too rich what can you say about this week 11 uh as far as the higher highs
1: Man, uh, I'll definitely say uh, I had three higher highs for sure. I definitely was calling the Vikings to win this week. I had a good, strong feeling about that. And, you know, they came through. And then I'm, I'm glad. I'm thankful yeah. for them too. Uh, yeah. I would say the Colts also, the Colts was a big thing. I, I took them in my super contest. And hey, that plus seven cash. Real good. Jonathan Taylor is a monster. He's putting the league on notice
0: yeah, that hey, wow.
1: it's not just it's not just Derrick Henry. It's Jonathan Taylor world too, mm-hmm. and he is picking up where Derrick Henry left off, and even in a more impactful way, and, and especially the touchdown are crazy. Like oh my god! And then also Houston. I had a very good strong field about Houston, <laughs> Tennessee was gonna you know, regress in some way and I didn't expect him to lose. I expected Houston to cover the spread with Tyrod second game back and he looked good and, you know, he ran a touchdown and hopped over and I was like, wow, he he still got it, but hey, yeah. he does not last too long. You know how that goes, but hey, he got us to win this week and uh, that wraps up my eyes. What about
0: right. you, JD? Well, man, I'm going to first off shout out to the Ravens organization. I mean you, you bring in you bring in Tyler Huntley quarterback from Utah I mean what his 2020 season stat so his stats so far he has an interception you know after that game we threw an interception in that game but he was 26 for 36 for 219 one bad interception that's it now, see that last drive where he laid his team down and threw a nice little – he threw a nice little ball to Sammy Watkins. It was, it was beautiful, man. He threw it over the corner's head, and Sammy Watkins uh, ended up taking, bringing it down. So, Because uh, the Bears, they were about to win that game. Andy Dalton, you know, they went uh, the four go routes. And I don't know what the corner was doing. Chris uh, chris Westry from Kentucky, I don't know what he was doing. But, hey, uh, he got beat. And they scored. But, hey, the Ravens came back. Um, I did have them in one of my little uh, – one of my picks. I did have the Ravens money line in one of my picks, and they did cash for me. So, shout-out to the Ravens. Shout-out to John Harbaugh. And, yeah, we just hope Lamar Jackson can get healthy, you know, get healthier. Uh, next, I'm going to say the Eagles. Um, we we kind of We kind of figured the Eagles would, you know, kind of – Take care of business versus Saints, but they they did manhandle them as well. I mean, that score of forty to twenty nine is kind of skewed on some late, you know, touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Hurts is looking like Mini Lamar out there, man, breaking ankles and stuff. I hey, Louisiana people, in Louisiana man, I know y'all did not like that. I know y'all didn't. I know y'all didn't like that highlight reel. Uh, Jalen Hurts put on. Think you think he, he might have broke one of your defenders. Uh ankles or something almost one of your D linemen but yeah uh Jalen Hurts is playing really good this year it's kind of got me scared because I'm a Cowboys fan as well but yeah shout out to the Eagles uh and lastly I'm really gonna go with uh the Bengals um I really thought the Bengals would handle the Raiders uh I wanted to take them outright as well Joe Burrow is playing great this year uh for eighty, I know Jamar Chase is, is going hard for you, so. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's he's, he's doing some good things. Uh, he had that late touchdown that kind of helped you out as well. Um, Joe Mixon, what can I say about the bell cow? Joe Mixon, uh, Oklahoma's finest. 30 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what more can you ask for from the Bengals? Uh, yeah, shout out to them winning, uh, being the Raiders. Um this team is pretty good. Uh when Joe Burrow plays well and when he doesn't throw an interception. So we'll see how the Bengals fare in, you know, this week's matchups. But yeah, man, with that being said, let's go to the lowest lower lows, not lows, goods, lower lows in the NFL. So yeah, who uh who topped that chart for you?
1: Oh, man. I guess I'm about to start off in Carolina. This fucking hype train of Cam Newton. I understand he came in the game as a spot backup and scored two touchdowns. And, I mean, he looked good statistically. But at the same time, the statistics don't matter unless you're playing fantasy football or fucking thing. All we care about is dubs around here. We don't care about no fucking fantasy stats. Oh, he didn't throw a pick oh, he looked good, Cam is back, this and that. I don't give a fuck. If he doesn't win nothing, it doesn't matter.
0: Because at the
1: end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. And Cam's ass going to be out the league again if he keeps pulling this same shit. Because, I mean, really, I bet it on Cam thinking it was going to be something different because I'm thinking the Carolina defense is so much improved, you know, they got Gilmore, Henderson, all these boys, everybody's coming back healthier, that, and that. you know, their offense got all these weapons, and McCaffrey's back, I'm that. like, okay, it's a shoe in for them to blow, roll the fuck out of this team. No. They couldn't do shit for me, and they didn't even beat the Washington football team. Don't even got a fucking, they don't even got a fucking mascot. And Taylor Heineke? Lost, the, lost the fucking Heineke. Nigga, you named end cool. up through a beard. He's named after a beer. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I lost it. I lost money over somebody that's named after a beer. Get the fuck out of here, Cam. And then, last but not least, the fucking Las Vegas fucking Raiders. Oh <laughs> my god! Like, <laughs> can you even? Can you guys even put up points? Like, what is wrong with you guys? You guys are just falling apart. Like, is John Gruden really the freaking? mastermind behind you guys being great or are y'all y'all just can't handle adversity no more y'all are grown-ass men i understand stuff happens you know your teammates let you down but you don't let me down when you have a 14 point spread especially when people hyping up their car exactly. be some fucking mvp candidate like exactly. no he's fucking me like get the fuck out of here bro Two 19 for 27, 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Get the fuck out of here. He's not no fucking MVP candidate. And everybody falls for this shit every year. Derek was good for the first five games. And then he goes on some mediocre treadmill. And then it's just it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Shout out Waller for actually being the only person that stepped up. I have run for all my fucking fantasy team. I mean, he is solid, but he gotta do better. He gotta step up too. Yeah. <clears throat> you're the number one receiver on this team. I don't a fuck if you're in the slot or not. When the Patriots were good, the slot receivers were the best thing. We never even knew who was on the outside, unless it was Randy Moss. Yeah. That was the only year I knew who was on the outside. Everybody else was like, Chad Oso the last years of Chad, and whoever. I'm not going to just – like, exactly. come on, Raiders. Step your shit up. But those are my two lowest lows. I mean – I think your lowest load is going to be more interesting because I think you've been (laughs) marinating on these, and I feel like (sighs) it's going to get crazy.
0: So I'm going to let you (laughs) take the floor, my man. Been marinated, now it's time to put it on the grill. I mean, look, uh, let's spark the fire now. I'm going to go ahead and start with Seattle because this other team, I'll get to them later. But also, we'll see. (laughs) What did we say in last week's podcast about Russell Wilson how he was doing? Had a week of practice and did what? Nothing. Had another week of practice. Did what? Nothing. To a who? A Cardinals team without one or how? Matter. Like, are you serious? I, I get that the Cardinals are pretty good on defense, but J.J. Watt's not walking through those doors. He's not. And, I mean, Alex Collins was back, but what did he do for y'all? Ten carries, 36 yards. Oh, wow. That's that's beautiful. Oh, Tyler. Lockett. Only four catches for Tyler Lockett. Did get 115 yards, but what is missing from those stats? Touchdown. Eddie, I don't understand this, man. Uh, the Colt McCoy that we got at Texas in Austin? Fuck, no. Is no, it's no. This this might be that Colt McCoy, bro. He's thirty five. He went thirty five and 35 for forty four. Look, listen to that. Three hundred and twenty eight yards for Colt McCoy. Two touchdowns. Who got those two touchdowns? Zach Ertz, Jamal Adams. What are you doing, Mister Prez? What? You don't even have. You don't even have more interceptions than Vince. That's sad. Big Vince Wolf. Yeah. No, no more interceptions than he does. That's crazy. But Seattle, you I just don't understand Seattle, man. Been backing them for weeks, and they just they just fail. They do nothing on offense. But for, forget all that bird talk. Um let's get on with these uh, Dallas Cowboys. As I take a deep breath, I just realize that, like, as a as a diehard fan, even even, you know, even though my even my pops was like, hey, you know, don't worry about this loss. It was non-conference. No, I'm going to worry about this loss. I'm going to rip into him because this was ridiculous. And he understands it because what do we both not agree with? Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. Is not the quarterback that everyone thinks he is. <laughs> everyone thinks Dak Prescott is that man in Dallas uh, just because of his leadership and stuff like that. But in big games, Dak Prescott does not produce. He doesn't. And when I mean big games, I mean big quarterbacks. Pat Mahomes. He even folded against Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. The only quarterback he rose against was what? Herbert? Justin Herbert, who's he's a younger, who he's supposed to be better than. And he played pretty well against the Buccaneers. He could have played a little better against Tom Brady. But, hey, you go against Pat Mahomes, who's out there. Pat Mahomes was having a field day. He was out there laughing around and and patting dudes on the back and stuff. After he's getting tackled. You had – Tyreek Hill and Kelsey dancing on the sidelines with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, who was having a field day. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what the Cowboys were doing. Connor Williams could have done that for y'all y'all could have left Connor Williams in the game for that. We had Cedric Wilson dropping passes. You had Noah Brown dropping passes. You had you, Dak Prescott put CD lamb in a bad position threw the ball up knowing didn't even read. He he didn't even read the field on that. We just said, "Man, I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back in blood now. I'm gonna get it back." He throws it, and what happens? CD gets a concussion. Now we don't know if he plays Thursday. Like, come come on, Dak Dak. You played terrible. Like you you can't. I don't know if he was just not focused. I don't know what was going on with Kansas City. Was it the home crowd? I don't get it. Two interceptions. And, you know, Zeke goes down, but Tony Pollard is seven carries to 50 yards. I mean, whatever. But Tyreek Hill didn't even have 100 yards. And the only the only thing that's stopping me from just disowning the Cowboys is this defense. Micah Parsons. I'm telling y'all, folks, he is DeMarcus Ware 2.0. He's like, he's like Jason when he um, – got, like, what, falling into, like, this spaceship, and he turns into, like, Jason X, and he was just in, incredible and stop, unstoppable. He's like that. Like, Michael Parsons is a Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife. Are you serious? Like, do you see the dead legs, the spins, the bend that he has on these pass rushes? And he's, I mean, he's not a really big guy, though, and he can cover, and he can hog down defenders. He is the Marcus Ware 2.0. And, and I'm really not – I'm really not – I'm not disappointed in the Cowboys secondary because they they played well enough. Jaron Ron Curse had a nice interception. Michael Parsons had a nice strip sack. With three sacks on the day, actually. He has like up to nine on the season. But, yeah, I mean, this team – this team just plays down in their competition. I didn't see any fear really in in Mahomes. I just don't understand why they just folded like this. So, yeah, Cowboys killed a lot of my parlays uh, as far as like money line, but they get covered the spread. Of course they would, but yeah, I'm, I'm. That's it for my lower lows. I was gonna touch on some more teams, but yeah, those teams are just that. That was good enough, man. I just... <sighs> what can I say as a Cowboys fan, Eddie? All right. I just don't understand. What? Hey, it was a non-conference game, so I'm not worried about that one. On to the next opponent, really. But, yeah, um, now we're going to just really dive into these Thursday games, man. Uh, Yeah, a lot of teams, they're in, like, a bounce-back, get-right spot. So, yeah, we're going to touch on those. Right now, actually, uh, let's hop in really quickly to Bears and Lions. Uh, That's going to be your eleven thirty game. Bears are coming out with minus three and a half as the line. Uh, Andy Dalton will start um, because hurts. I mean, not hurts. Um, hey man, what this one, what's this? What's the man's name? Jared Goff. <laughs> fields. No, fields. Fields. Yeah, yeah. Fields. He's uh, his ribs are uh, are like you know, bruised or whatever, so he's not going to go. But, yeah, Lions do get – yeah, you mentioned Jared Goff. They do get him back as well. So, what are you thinking for? What are you leaning towards in this game, Eddie?
1: Uh, Well, right now I see that – as I'm looking at the games, I like to see where the money is. And a lot of sharps are betting on the Lions right now. And the line is raised to three and a half. It opened up at three. And, uh, the point total dropped as, you know, news came out that Justin Fields isn't playing. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a lot of big money on the, on the Lions. And there's a lot of tickets coming in on the Lions spread, but there's a lot of big money on the Bears money line. So what that tells me, they think this game's going to be a lot closer since it is a divisional game. Uh, Let me see what I – I mean, I really think that this game is just going to be won, I mean, based off of, you know, who can survive, who can convert field goals. Because, you know, these teams have trouble scoring. And, you know, like Chicago barely scored off of a last-minute little, you know, touchdown, and they ended up losing that week. So, you know, uh, I would probably say – let me see. Let me look at so Detroit stats. I mean, at home they're zero and four. Obviously, they're you know they're zero nine and one. They average. They give about. They have. They give about seventeen points a game. No, they give up thirty four points a game, and they only score sixteen points. So I mean, I know what Andy Dalton brings to the table. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and just back Chicago in this situation because, I mean, it's shit versus shit, but at least Andy Dalton, you know, maybe trying to get his name back on the market. You know, he always got to have that one good game just so he could be able to solidify a backup job for next year. Yes, so, and this definitely. is an opportunity to step in and, you know, in a get-right spot because all these teams pretty much are in a get-right spot this week because they all six came in with a loss. So, I think that the Bears are going to, you know, do good. Just get the ball to David Montgomery and just, you know, let him run wild on this uh, on this Detroit defense. I'd also watch out, though, for Detroit because DeAndre Swift has been picking up. He and has. that's why I feel like a lot of the money is coming on the Lions, just because of that. But the Bears won four out of the last five. And, you know, Detroit won the last time, I mean, in 2020, last year. And it was about four, so it was a fluky win, I feel like. So I would just take the Bears' money line just to be safe. I don't know if I'll back the three and a half points because that's a hook. I feel like it's going to be a real close game. It might be one of those ugly, you know, 2017 games that we get on Thanksgiving. You know, the first one, first little doozer game. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with Bears' money line and just, you know, be okay with that.
0: Yeah, could even look for DeAndre Swift's player prop uh, on touchdowns. I think he can grab two, man. I think he could score twice uh, on Thanksgiving. DeAndre Swift, watch out for his uh, touchdowns. Also, first touchdown score as well, plus 650. So, look for those player props in that game. Uh, I'm also going to go Bears money line. You know, Andy Dalton did help out my Cowboys in a time of need. Uh, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, and I just feel like he gets the ball out quicker out of his hands. He can read the defense. He can make adjustments. Uh, Darnell Mooney is a electrifying receiver uh, in space, really. When you just get the ball in his hands, he can take it to the pay dirt. So I'm definitely going to go with the Lions. I mean, the Lions to, like, uh, probably spread. Tease that uh, spread at three and a half because it'll be close to, but you can also lean towards that money line for Chicago. Now, a game that I just really, 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 really don't want to watch because my Cowboys are going to blow them out. It's the Raiders traveling to Dallas on Thanksgiving, and the line is minus seven for Dallas. But I think last time the line was minus seven. Wasn't it that Falcons game? Yeah. Yeah, it was minus seven. Well, it opened Uh up at like eight and then dropped to like seven. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking this might be another position where Dallas, you know, they just blow them out. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb, if he goes through the concussion protocol, steps through or like he goes through like his regular – protocol without any symptoms whatsoever he'll be able to play now if he does have symptoms and he's gonna have to redo the protocol over again so yeah um so we'll see we'll see who plays for dallas uh who starts at receiver for them uh yeah and who are you leaning towards
1: man uh it's really a get-right spot for both teams. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just looking at it, looking at this, like, you know, the, the, the Raiders have lost three straight games. And, you know, they have, you know, lost them. You know, they lost the Giants by seven. And then they got blown out by KC. Then they got blown out by the Bengals, which, I mean, those, the last two are, you know, competent teams. The other one, the Giants team. Shit, I don't even want to talk about them, boys. But <laughs> – Anyway, and, they cover, you know, the, but they cover. They covered, but hey, yeah. I mean, you know, the the uh, you know, the Cowboys are coming off of the loss of KC. That's why we say it's a get-right spot because they lost a, a tough game. You know, they didn't really have all their weapons, but they're getting a little healthier in different positions. Like as far as like Tyron Smith might play, and I see Demarcus Lawrence is inching towards a you know return very soon. Yeah, so. We don't know if he's gonna be able to go this week. I doubt it, but we'll see. If he does, then that's a big boost to this defense because I feel like, you know, the pass rush was good with uh Parsons last week, but you know, to having him and D Law on either side, that's that's even scarier. That's a scary sight for any team to see. And especially this Raiders team where, you know, they're they're pretty much uh, you know, they're middle of the so, and but they pass the ball a lot, which is you know they're third and passing, and you know I I don't know if they they're very they gamble a lot with these throws, and yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that I, the, you know the Dallas defense is opportunistic, and that's what I felt. That's why I was so strongly about you know two weeks ago about the Cowboys winning at home because in a get right spot after Denver because. That Like when they play opportunistic teams that like to take shots and stuff like that, you know, wild shots and it's not a good QB, the defense is going to eat. Just like Matt Ryan, he's the average QB. He ate on him. You know, Mahomes might be the most opportunistic quarterback in the league, but he is also lucky. And so the Cowboys couldn't really take advantage of that matchup as much because their offense wasn't able to
0: produce the points that they usually do. Don't remind me, Eddie, man. Don't remind me. (laughs) <laughs> but hey, you know, we
1: gotta we gotta be objective. But let's let's go with this. The Cowboys are four and one at home. They average thirty-six points a game and they give up around twenty points a game. So their their splits are pretty you know, pretty good at home. And let's look at the Raiders stuff real quick. Uh, let's see the Raiders they're in their their road games, they they score twenty two points a game, they give up twenty-three, mm-hmm. uh, they're only three in their last games like I said three games and they haven't really been scoring they've been outscored 14 to 32 so I mean I feel like this team is down and I feel like the Cowboys are going to come in and you know kick the Raiders they're going to kick the Raiders eyes I mean it's Thanksgiving it's a home game you know it's just a feel good that it's a national tv game it's kind of like a LA you know I mean Las Vegas West Coast thing versus yeah. you know Dallas and wow. you know I feel like it's going to be a lot of Raiders fans and Cowboys fans at the stadium. So, it might be, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans, more Cowboys fans. But there's going to be some Raiders fans there, too. So, yeah, there's going to, to be a lot in. Of chairs. Mm-hmm. So, I would, you know, I'll probably end up taking the Dallas Cowboys. I'll take a money line. Uh, if the points keep going up, if it goes up to eight, like it's projecting. Um, I'll probably end up having to take the Raiders just off value. But I think the Cowboys will win this game. I just feel like the Raiders are going to play a little tougher. Hopefully they to get up. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to win, though,
0: for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, here's my favorite uh, My favorite stat to go through on these uh, rankings. Um, what do the Cowboys do best on defense? besides uh being opportunistic and uh interceptions and uh you know causing turnovers. Eddie, they're second in the league on third down conversions for their for defensively. They get they get offenses off the field. The defense is not the problem here. So, the Dallas is just they're just matched up really really well with this team. Um as far as the numbers look Because on first down, they're they're sixth on first down. And Las Vegas, they're 24th on offense on first down. And they're 25th on third down. So, yeah, and like you said, they are opportunistic. They're third and passing. Passing works. But, you know, Dallas is opportunistic as well. So the Raiders, they're just just catching the Cowboys at the wrong time. Um, They are angry about that loss to Kansas City although the Raiders are on a three game skid, I mean, you're still catching the Cowboys at a bad spot. Like now I would you know, let's say the Cowboys beat say the Cowboys blew out Kansas City or something like that. Then I could see a letdown from the Cowboys and the Raiders that would get right because, you know, hey, they'll be on a high horse, it's Thanksgiving, you know. But no, you know, the Cowboys are gonna dominate this game. It's Thanksgiving high head uh, game. Uh but the Raiders are gonna show up. And they're going to attack the weakness of the middle of the secondary for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are getting dominated up the seam as far as when, you know, receivers or tight ends go up the seam. Like, they're getting dominated. And Tom Brady exposed it week one with Gronk. But, uh, yeah, Darren Waller, arguably one of the top three tight ends in the league, extremely fast. Like, we're going to have to see if J-Ron can – you know, hold up against him. I think Donovan Wilson is out. He's going to be out Thursday. Uh, So we're going to have to see if Curse can hold up back there uh, without Wilson coming down from the box. Uh, So I I just want to see if they're going to leave Michael Parsons on the edge. Uh, I really thought that, you know, even though he did cause those turnovers against Kansas City, I really thought they should move him like more inside to help out Vanders because he was getting ate up by Mahomes. You know they were throwing it across the middle and stuff like that. So you know Vanders is not really that good in coverage, but he's playing better since Jalen Smith left, and that's kind of interesting. So I wonder why the Packers cut him. <laughs> but yeah, Cowboys get right spot. They're gonna dominate. Uh, definitely gonna take them spread. And yeah, I would one, say one a-
1: of the. I would say one of the – before we go, I would say one of the key things is you know how Cowboys play versus physical runners. Josh Jacob is a physical runner too. So yeah. I would I would watch that matchup too, depending on how they cover Waller and how they, you know, cover the rush, be able to handle Jacob's pounding attack mm-hmm. um, is, is going to be the X factor in this game for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point, man, because uh, the Cowboys, when they're facing like a bruising running back, they tend to miss tackles. You would think, oh, you know, the Cowboys are good against running backs. Well, you know, they did shut down Dalvin Cook, but he's not a bruiser. I mean, every time we play Dalvin Cook, I don't know what kind of mantra they have against the Vikings and Dalvin Cook, but every time we play them, it's like they try to take his head off. Yeah. Especially, bro, it's like they, they, hit, they just try to knock him out. They give their best shot when tackling him. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe Cook be talking. You know, he probably talk on the field and stuff. You know, he probably think he's just, you know, that running back. But, yeah, every time, you know, Cowboys play a bruising running back, yeah, they give up a lot of yards. So, yeah, we'll see if they can be tough in the middle. Uh, we'll have to trust what Tristan Hill, who's coming back off injury, the ACL injury. Uh, we're going to trust well, we could see ne- we could see Neville Gallimore coming back as well in the coming weeks, maybe this week or next week. So that will be a huge boost to that D tackle rotation. So we'll see. We will see how the Cowboys fare in that matchup. So yeah, uh, there's another game on Eddie. You know, we got uh, a yeah. Buffalo New Orleans. <laughs> Wow, that's going to be a nice Thursday night game. But ugh, it just doesn't look like a good spot for the Saints. Yeah, Eddie, I know you can touch on that, man.
1: Oh, uh, man. Uh, so it shows right now, like, as far as the spread-wise, about four and a half. It opened at – let me see. It opened at four and a half. So, yeah. So this line is sticking where it's at right now. Um there's a lot of money coming in on the Saints, but there's a lot of t- there's a lot of sharps that are like in the Saints spread too, thinking that's too many points for Buffalo. And I mean, you know, the past couple of weeks, I mean, the Saints have been like a very, I don't know, it's been weird since James Winston's been gone. I mean, they've been in a lot of close games with teams, and you know, last week. You know, they got dominated by the Philadelphia Eagles who were, you know, they found their identity, I feel like, running the ball. And the Saints had the top rush defense and, you know, Philly was still able to dominate on the ground, which was shocking to me. I thought this game, that game, they were going to at least cover that game. But, you know, it's whatever. And uh, the Bills are coming off of, like, a big loss versus the the Colts after, you know, we Mm -hmm. predicted that, so – You know, um, so let's go with the road game, road game splits. So the Bills on the road are three and two. They uh, score about 31 points. They give up only about 16 on the road. Um, Let's look at the Saints splits real quick. Uh, The Saints are one and two on home games. They score about 27 points a game, but they also give up the same amount on average per game. So... Uh, there's not really no advantage on who's a better team at home or on the road in this game. It's yeah. just a matter of who you trust to bounce back more. Do you trust the Saints to bounce back with their you know, weaponless offense? I mean and Trevor Warner- <laughs> Yeah, and Trevor Simeon too. Like it's like I'm I mean, I was able to trust them to get away with it with the Atlanta game and get away with the with the with the Tennessee Titans game with them scoring real close at the end of the game, mm-hmm. just to cover my spread. But I'm like, bro, the Saints offense is not nothing without, they're nothing without Alvin Kamara, man. And I mean, I, I like the feel good story of Mark Ingram and shit. That's cool as hell. But the, the Superdome is not a, you know, ever since the name is Caesar Superdome, whatever the fuck it's called now, uh, yeah. the, Saints have, the Saints home field advantage hasn't been the same. I mean, I'm being real with you guys. You know, shout out to my Louisiana people. I love y'all guys. But look, the Saints ain't doing shit this year. They're going to be at home because they don't got no weapons. Your your number one receiver is Callaway and Smith. These are freaking complimentary pieces. You need the Michael Thomas. You need that dog that's going to go get the ball. I mean, Mark Ingram showed good signs. He had five yards to carry versus the Eagles. But, I mean, hey, what is that going to do this week? I hope you guys are able to understand that. Look, you gave up thing sixty yards to sixty yards plus to three different rushers on the Eagles last week. They literally came in there and said, "You know, we're gonna run all over your defense and just dog." Them. So, what are y'all gonna do this week versus yeah. Buffalo? I understand Buffalo might not have the the best rushing attack, and they haven't been you know running the ball fairly well. But I feel like Josh Allen is the better quarterback than Trevor Simeon, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and take the better quarterback in this situation because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I mean, I see the previous matchups, you know, in 2013, 2017, be one of those guys that go based off previous matchups. Saints, you know, won them and beat them bad. But Josh Allen wasn't even there. Josh Allen was still in college, you know, doing his thing. So I think I'm going to take the Buffalo in the get-right spot. They shook back after they did for Jacksonville. I like how they play off of losses, and yeah. I think they're going to roll the Saints. I mean, the Saints are going to be on a four-game losing streak. I mean, without Jameis, I don't, I don't really trust his offense.
0: Yeah, at all. not one bit. Yeah, I don't only... I just think Buffalo will just take over <clears throat> on offense. Uh, I mean, Diggs is going to be – Dogged out by Lattimore, we'll see, but that shouldn't happen. I mean, Buffalo has way too many weapons on offense. I mean, the Saints their their defensive numbers are good, but you know they could be better if their offense was you know capable of scoring. But they're just not, especially against a you know offense who's just like mad. Like they didn't do much versus Indianapolis. They got dogged out and. Josh Allen is going to bounce back. He has something to prove because he knows that, you know, he could really, you know, propel his team forward. They can move to 7-4 mm-hmm. and four if they win this game. And then, you know, looking ahead, you know, they have New England. So, hopefully they don't look past this Saints team because they do play uh, New England next. So, we'll see. We'll see how the uh, Bills do. Um, and then after that they play Tampa Bay. So they have two marquee games coming up after the saints and it's back to back. So I'm pretty sure they want to tune up those gears and make sure that they are ready for these tough opponents coming up after this, uh, saints game. So, yeah, look for them to like work out all their bugs. Um, you know, make sure all, make sure the offense is just running smooth and make sure they can score so they can get ready to play these other teams. Because it's getting late and they're, you know, fighting for a good playoff position. So, we will see what this Bills team will do. Yeah. But I like Five. the spread at minus four and a half. I don't know if – I don't think it will drop throughout, the, you know, throughout, like, tomorrow or whatever. It may, may, I don't know if it will drop. It will probably stay right there. But we'll see. It might, it might go up a little bit. Who knows? Because it started at minus two. So, it already went up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see about that Thursday night matchup on NBC. Yes, yeah, Saints fans, this is going, this one's going to be hard to watch. It is. So, y'all get ready. Make sure I got some food on hand because y'all going to need some comfort. You know, make sure I got this sweet potato pie. Make sure y'all got, you know, honey bun cake. Ooh, speaking of honey bun cake, Eddie, hey, that's some good cake, man. Mm-hmm. Bro, bro, honey bun cake. Oh my goodness, man. It's really good. You you gotta try it one day. <laughs> Only for the holidays, because it's it's just so sweet. You know, it's just too rich. You know. No, no pun intended, eh? All right. Okay. I'm dead, no pun intended. <laughs> it's, really, yeah, man. it's too you know, you know what I'm saying in flavor, so yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, yes, so. Sir. Well, yeah man that was a, we're going to wrap up the podcast today uh, I mean y'all stay locked in folks cuz we got we got some more episodes dropping we're definitely going to talk about week 12 and what we're going to lean towards you know I know college football does have their you know coming out to their last week stuff in football and uh, we we might, we might touch on seedings and who we like in the playoff, stuff like that. Who knows what well, we'll touch on in the podcast. But it's going to be about sports, and it's going to be meaningful, and we're going to get you guys paid. So, yeah, uh, anything anything else, 82 reach.
1: Oh, man, no, man. That was a good episode. Give you all some knowledge, so go cash it in. I mean, sure. hey, we make it's, it's where you make money. Watch those listen. video reels.
0: yeah. Watch those video reels on Instagram. And, you know, watch that. Watch those results. We're posting everything that we said, and then it happens on those Sundays on those games. So, hey, y'all lock it in. You know, click those notifications. Yes, sir. All right,
1: y'all. We all have a good Thanksgiving, and, you know, we we're going to be shooting some more podcasts, so uh, be locked into that. Subscribe, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, leave comments, right. show love, share it, you know.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. I Yeah, mean, lock it in, man. Those games start early on Thursday, so y'all go ahead and, you know, get a feel of what team y'all want to go ahead and take. Uh, yeah, listen to the podcast, you know, get the inside information on, yeah, who to take, so, yeah. That's what all got. right, we out. Get out of here. This was the Money Man Predictions podcast. Where money is made every podcast. Like I said, follow us on Spotify. Click the notification button. And yeah, you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving.